Good morning, church. So wonderful to worship God together with you this morning. Even though it is online, I believe that God's presence is still with you. Wherever you are, whether you are in your room, in the living room or kitchen, whatever you are doing, His Spirit can still touch us and speak a word to us. Before we start this morning, shall we come to God in prayer? Father God, we just thank you because you are real and you are true in our lives. Wherever we are, we know that God, you have prepared a great plan, a great purpose for us in year 2021. We know that God, your Holy Spirit, Lord, knows exactly where we are and where we should go. So this morning, God, would you speak a word to us? Transform us, Lord, our mind, God. Let us be uh, renewed on the inside and let us be prepared, Lord, for this year that is going to be amazing in you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to start with a question this morning. What vision do you have for 2021? What can you visualize to happen at the end of 2021? What will you achieve? And what will God bring to pass this year for you? And I believe that vision is so important because without vision, people perish. If we just get stuck in, at home, you know, waking up every single day, not anticipating what is to come. We are just waiting for another day to pass. Very soon, something will die on the inside of us. And I pray that your vision for 2021 is not about the daily number of cases that you see on the newspaper or on the TV. Your vision is not about the lifting of MCO, you know, or having that vaccine uh, being injected in you. Those things are good. But really, I believe that God has something greater for you and I. He has something greater for our church. He has in store for us. So, church, let us dream bigger. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, He will cause us to dream dreams and have vision. Now, speaking of vision, I think all of us need to revisit the Bible and look at this Bible character. And his name was Abraham, commonly known as the father of faith. And this person, we can see from the Bible how God gave him a vision and his entire life changed altogether simply because God gave him a vision and he responded by faith. Now, let's look at, if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Romans, chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. What then shall we say? That Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. At the end of the day, it is not our works that bring us to righteousness. I know many of us here have been busy serving God even in this pandemic. You have been serving faithfully. But it is not our works, but it is our faith in Christ Jesus that will lead us to His righteousness, to Christ Jesus. And the beautiful part about Abraham is this. Because Abraham believed, even though he had to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar, but he believed that God would raise Isaac 
from the dead. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says that Abraham had that faith that God would raise his son from the dead. And true enough, God provided a lamb for him. He did not have to kill his son. But more than that, God actually raised Jesus from the dead for us so that we all can the righteousness of God in Christ. How powerful it is when you have faith in God. God can use your faith to create something greater. That is why Abraham is known as the father of faith. And today, you and I, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, because we believe, we become the children, the descendants of How many Korean fans we have over here? I know many of you, you know, you may not raise your hand, but in your heart you say, yes, I'm a Korean fan. You like the, move, the, the drama series, Descendants of the Sun? Thank God you are not descendants of the Sun. You are descendants of faith. You are descendants of Abraham. Today, inherit this spiritual heritage from Abraham because of faith. Today, you have a new identity because you inherited that faith through Jesus Christ that we can all be righteous before God through Jesus Christ. Faith is so important, my friend. In this season, in this crisis, with or without crisis, faith is so important because the Bible says, without faith, it is possible to please God. Do in life, whether big or small, sometimes you think of the great things that I do that will please God. No, if you don't do it in faith, it is not pleasing. How about some of the times we look for we look for a good direction. We think if I just become wiser, right? I make the right decision, it will please God. Yes, but you have to do it in faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. You are the descendant of faith. Not just that, your faith would glorify Him. Your faith, when you believe in God, it brings glory to God because you know that it is beyond your ability. You put your trust in God. Even Jesus said that let it be done according to your faith. That means God uses faith as an ingredient in for Him to perform. Yes, God can perform, but He loves to use faith as our ingredient. He loves to have this partnership with us. Friends, whatever situation that you are going through today, whether you are going through a mountaintop experience or you are going through some struggles, some of you, some of us here may be in, become depressed. Can I suggest to you, have faith in God. Let our faith grow. Now, what is faith? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. Verse 3, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith we understand. 
How can you understand the will of God better? How can you understand God's design arrangement better in your life? You need to have faith because everything that is not of faith is sin. You know, when we look at the children of Israel, when they departed from Egypt, we thought that that is the end of the story, that is the climax because God powerfully delivered them from the hands of Pharaoh. But you know what? The beginning. Just like when you believe in Jesus Christ, right? You think, man, I'm right now in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord, I'm now righteous. You know what? This is just the beginning of your faith journey. For 40 years, the children of Israel struggled in wilderness because it was not the promised land that they imagined it to be. They didn't know they had to fight for it. They didn't know they had to continue to trust God for so many years. Many of them struggled. And the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, they struggled because they did not have faith. In the book of Hebrews, it says they did not mix with faith and they disobeyed. I realize this powerful truth. When you have faith, this supernatural faith in God, you tend to obey. But when you don't have faith, you are doubtful. Our own ways and we become disobedient. That was what happened to the children of Israel. And for their life, they wanted to be safe, but they forgot to trust in the Lord and His promises. Instead of looking at the promises, they look at the giant. That's when fear crippled them and they chose to disobey God. Friends, that is why God says, the righteous shall live by faith. So faith is not just for you to receive salvation, but faith is also for you to continue on in this salvation, continue to journey with God. First, believe in Jesus, you had faith. Now you Jesus, you need to continue to walk in faith. Don't walk by your experience only. Don't walk by your own knowledge from humans. Don't just walk based on your own understanding. Have faith based on what God said. So we learn today that one, Abraham was accounted righteous because he believed in God. Right? He believed that God has given him the promise. He believed that God would raise his son from the dead. Okay, two, two, three. Now, in verse Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 10, it says here, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he went out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. You see, God gave Abraham a vision. He obeyed. By faith, he obeyed. And he went out to the place where he would receive as an inheritance. What vision has God given to you? You need to respond by faith, by obeying, by going out. Alright? That vision gave him the opportunity to respond in faith. What is your vision from God doing to you? I pray that you will respond in faith. The Bible says, and, his, and he went out not knowing where he was going. You see, faith doesn't mean you know everything, but it's about trusting God. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise 
as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is believed that God has given him a son even before he saw it. Abraham believed that God would raise his son from the dead. Abraham believed that God has given him a promise as an inheritance and he obeyed and he dwelt in that land by faith as well. And next thing we know in verse 10, Abraham had faith and he waited. You know what, friends? A lot of times, faith will cause us to wait upon God. What was he waiting for? He was waiting for the city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. You understand that this is not the kingdom of the world. Abraham was not looking for a city just like any other wealthy city, thriving city. No. Abraham was waiting for a city, for a kingdom which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God himself. As believers, we need to have faith for the kingdom of God. We need to wait and say, God, show me your kingdom. May your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the midst of this crisis, I pray that you will not look for an earthly kingdom. You will not think, God, why am I not blessed like someone else out there? I'm losing out. You see, you are waiting for the wrong kingdom because the right kingdom is this. The foundation and the builder and the maker is God himself. Abraham's faith is not just for salvation. Abraham's faith is for the city whose builder and maker is God. It's for the kingdom of God. Our faith speaks so much about ourselves. Abraham did not pursue the earthly kingdom like his nephew Lot he was pursuing wealth, right? What happened? In the midst of pursuing wealth, his soul, his family was destroyed. But when you pursue the kingdom of God and his righteousness first, all these things shall be added unto you. Let me assure you, in the midst of pandemic, God is a good father. He will take care of all your needs. Don't try too hard to pursue to pursue for survival because God will look after you. Have faith and wait for His kingdom. Pursue His kingdom and His righteousness first and He shall add all these things unto you. Abraham looked forward to this city for the kingdom of God. Although he did not manage to see it himself in a full revelation, but he believed that one day his heir, Jesus, out of his heir, Jesus would come and salvation to the world. He knew something. Though he was in the world, he was not of the world. When you receive a vision from God, it is so powerful. Something will be birthed in your spirit this morning, in your heart. God has given you that vision. Respond in faith. Now, I want to bring you to a story in the Bible. In the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Luke, chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. And we are going to go through the story. 
and just follow me in this story. Verse 1, so it was, as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. What did Jesus do? Jesus was preaching the gospel. He saw the multitude listening to him, right? And they, they pressed about him. They wanted to hear more. But it's interesting that Jesus saw two boats. You know, sometimes when we are in the world, when we are serving God, we see a lot of needs. But Jesus saw more than just two boats. He also saw the fishermen that had gone from them and were washing their nets. Jesus' heart was reaching out to them. Right? Verse 3. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. Isn't it amazing? Jesus stepped into Simon's boat. Uh, more than that, Jesus stepped into Simon's life. That is his livelihood. That is the place where he toiled and worked hard for a living. Jesus stepped into his boat and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Isn't it amazing? He was not just focusing on preaching. He did not just focus on bringing out the gospel, but he, when he stopped speaking, he actually told Simon, the owner of the boat, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Because Jesus is concerned about his livelihood, Jesus was concerned about his life and his family. Now, thank God that the nets were ready. You know, I often neglected the nets. I have read this Bible verse for so many times. I always focus on launching out into the deep, but I forgot that God actually used the net. And the nets were ready because Peter's friends actually washed their nets. Wow. Verse 5, let's follow. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both, both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Verse 9, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. So were James and John, the son of Jebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Powerful story. Jesus, when he stepped into Simon's boat and go for a catch, experienced fishermen, they had worked all night. They caught nothing. They caught nothing. The, the experience that they had did not allow them to have a great catch. But when Jesus stepped into the boat, something changed. Miracles began to happen. 
But you know what is beautiful? The beautiful part is this. Peter said, at your word, I will let down the nets. You know, a lot of times, the tools that we have is the same tool. Peter used that tool for whole night. It did not work. But when Jesus stepped into the boat and taught him how to use the tool, it worked. And it worked so well. It was a boat sinking miracle, a net breaking kind of catch. A, a, a situation where they worked all night, they did not get it. But God just gave it to them by the power of God. No one they and say, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. A few things we can over here. Number one, to have a great catch we got to launch out into the deep. You see, a lot of times we want God to work miracles in our life. God asks us to live where we are, to live our failure, to live our past experience. Just the night before, they worked all night. That was the experience. Listen to God's word. At your word, I will launch out into the deep and let down my nets. It's so important for you to hear the Word of God. It's so important for you to hear His Word specifically spoken to you. Right? Let down the nets. Let down the nets. Let down your tools. Use it. You see, the God is not the God that calls out of the boat. Right? The goal we learned that God, Jesus called Peter to get out of his boat. But God is also the God that has caught us into the deep. When you go into the deep, there is more danger, there is more waves, there is more uncertainty. It's about taking risks. Maybe for the past one year, work really hard, you don't see the result. You have, or you had some bad experiences. But today, will we, you tell God, or oh, word, I will let, let down my nets. The, the nets. Here represent the tool that God has given to us. What tool do you have? What tools has God given to you? And I believe that God has given you a tool for you to survive and thrive. But you've got to let it go. You've got to let God use it. Every one of us has different tools. When you want to go to deep waters, you have different nets for deep waters. You have small net for small fish, right? We all have different tools, but God has certainly given you some tools. Let it down. Don't hold on to it. Hear His word and go. And I believe if we cut two stories together, Abraham, God was his provider. God was the one that caught him out of his old place to a new promised land. Then we see how God Cause Peter and his friends to launch out into the deep. And what beautiful is this? Abraham looked forward to the city whose builder and maker is God, right? He was looking forward to the kingdom of God. And same for Peter. Peter and his friends forsook all and follow Jesus. I pray that today, this is the ultimate lesson that you and I will learn. Will we look forward to the kingdom of God? 
in this pandemic, God is not just about self-preservation, keeping myself safe, let me be a bit selfish. No, it's about looking forward to your kingdom. You will provide for me. And also believing that God will use us, the tools that he has given to us for a great catch. And we will actually forsake all and follow him. Jesus told Peter, what you see today is nothing compared to what will happen, what you will do in the future. You will from now on catch men. You see, Peter had a small vision to catch fish, but Jesus gave him a bigger vision. You shall catch men. Friends, you think in this pandemic it's all about surviving? God has a bigger vision for you. God has a vision for you to catch men, to be a harvester of souls, to be a worker of the kingdom, to bring revival to wherever you go. And that is what God is calling us City Light to do. This year, we want to be fishers of men. We want to be disciple makers. We want to bring people to a place of following Jesus and putting on Jesus in their lives. So we are praying together. I want to invite you to come and join. Coming Thursday, we have a combined life group where I will share in details how we can use the tools we can use the tools that God has given to us to win souls for Him. Because the world right now is going through a difficult time. It's in its darkest hour. In its darkest hour, it is where city light, your light of Christ in Christ, will shine, will shine even more in darkness. Light is not for bright places. Lights are for dark places. So today, God has given you tools. God has given you nets to catch men. And this coming day, I want to encourage you to come and we are going to hear that, how we can use the tool that God has given to us to win souls for Him because it's not our kingdom. This is not an earthly kingdom. We look forward to the city of God that will come on earth as it is in heaven. You see, whatever that we build here, billion operation, it is a tech company, whatever it is, one day they will all and fade away. The only thing that will last on earth, you know, it is the body of Christ. It is of God. That is why it is so worth your time to into the kingdom of God. Whatever you build will last. By the power of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ will change your world. The power of God will change your colleagues, your company, your neighbors, your family for His glory. So I want to share with you that we got to let down our tools. We got to let down our nets because the most important tool is the tools that you have in your hand. It is not other people's tool. It's the tools that you have in your hand. And I believe that God has given us this. And I want to use that. I want to use this tool to serve Him. And friends, as we reflect on what we have learned this morning, how can we follow Jesus? How can we be used by Him? How can we actually live out the vision that He has given to us? How can 
we at the end of 2021, we actually can look back and say, God, I've taken some steps to obey you. Your promises are faithful. You come true for me and you have brought me this far and see that vision coming to pass. I believe it is not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. It is a spiritual realm that we need to engage and we need to enter by faith. And this, I want to share with you something very practical, how we can build out our faith in God. You see, we have tools, we have vision, but most of all, we need faith because the just shall live by faith. You know, one of the things that I do, every time when God gives me a vision, God gives me some strategy, I get excited easily, like any human, right? We get excited. Then halfway through, we realize that we are faced with obstacles. Then we realize, oh man, it's not as easy as I thought. God, I thought once you say it will be easy. But you see, the things of God cannot be accomplished by natural means. It is accomplished in the spiritual realm. That is why faith is so important. I just want to share with you, just like you, I'm also a normal human. There are times, even times in a, on the same day, where I'll feel discouraged. So I want to show you a bit of how I encourage myself in the Lord. You know, it's, it's so easy right now when we are at home, you know, um, we are away from a lot of external distraction. Probably the most powerful distraction right now is our social media, our phone. And I just feel, man, this small little piece of device has taken so many hours of my life every day. I'm trying to stay away from it more. Not that it's not useful. It's a good tool, right? But it must, we must make sure that we are using it efficiently. But well, one of the things that I like to do is to put phone aside. You can turn it to flight mode. You can shut it off. Or you can just shut off all your notifications and put it aside. And what I love to do is to always go to a place, you know. One thing about MCO that is tough is that we have personal space. Children, uh, family members are at home. But I just want to encourage you to go to a personal space because faith is it's more than just a concept. It's more than just something that you accept and you receive. Faith is it's not just something that you know in your head, but it's something that you must receive. You must receive from God, the faith of God. So it is so important that you always find yourself in the presence of God, right? Find yourself in the presence of God and learn how to just build out your faith in His presence, in His Word and ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to help us. So this is what I will normally do. What I will do is that I will come to a place and first thing, you know, just like what is happening right now. I just close my eyes. 
if you don't play an instrument, you can just play some music, some worship music in the background. And just quieten your heart. Just tell Jesus, you are here. You are alone with Him. Nothing else. There's no distraction. There is nothing and nobody that's more important than Him. Jesus. Just let your heart rest. Let your heart be still. on the word of God Jesus you say you are the light of the world city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden Jesus so begin to meditate meditate on the word of God Jesus you say you say I'm the light of the world because firstly you are the light and your light is in me Oh, Jesus, you want me to shine for you. How, Lord, I do not know. Oh, just keep meditating, God. How does your light shine? How does your light shine in darkness? Oh, just begin to meditate, God. In my world, which area is dark? Is it in my family, my friends? Is there darkness that needs your light? My situation, is there darkness that needs your light? Let your light shine, God. Oh Lord, you say I'm seated on the hill. Oh Lord, you say that when people see the good works, they shall glorify my Father in heaven. Oh, begin to meditate. Oh Jesus, what a beautiful picture, God. I'm your child. I'm a descendant of faith. I'm a descendant of faith, God. Oh, I inherit the promise. Lord, I'm righteous in you, in Christ Jesus. Oh, Lord, though I'm imperfect, but Jesus, you are perfect. Oh, Jesus, you have paid the price for me, for me to be righteous in you. wherever you are reach out to God that's how you do it that's how you do it in your personal time oh 
before you know it, three minutes has passed, five minutes would have passed, and you are in God's presence, you are in His fourth dimension, where you focus not on your circumstances, but you are in His presence. You let His Word transform you, transform your spirit, transform the way you see yourself. You understand by faith, you begin to understand a lot of things. By faith, you begin to understand His purpose. Oh, we sense Your presence, Lord. We sense Your presence. You are here with us, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Oh, I worship you, Lord. Let's worship God. When troubles come, I trust in you. For I know you will lead. Solid 
The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. God wants to deposit His faith on you every day. Not faith by your own human effort, your own human understanding. You can plug into God. You can plug into God in your situation. Father God, I pray right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you begin to give us fresh vision. Fresh vision, Lord. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit. God has given you a vision. Open your eyes to see. Open your eyes to see. Don't see with your physical eyes. See with your spiritual eyes. See with the eyes of faith. Hallelujah. Lord, you are always here with me. There is no changing God in thee. You are the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Here on your promise. My solid rock, Almighty God, I worship you. That's how you build your faith. The Bible says, build your most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. Faith comes by hearing, hearing of the Word of God. You know, the Word of God cannot just be a one-time hearing. It's the hearing and the hearing. It's a meditation of God's Word. I pray that this year, the way for you to receive and to see the vision of God coming to pass in your life is that you have a new habit of just spending time in God's presence, to hold on to His promise, to meditate upon His Word. Let the hearing and the hearing of God's Word build your faith. That's where faith comes. Not my word, not the words of any human, but God's word. 
the Word of God, the Word of God that created this world, the Word of God that framed this world, the Word of God that carries the life of God that is living, that is powerful. So Lord, I pray, let us be true descendants of faith because God, you are not just a God that calls us out of the boat. You are the God who also calls us into the deep with you. There is a great catch. There is reward. There are are promises for us, Lord. But God, we've got to put our faith in you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the origin of faith, God. Give us your faith, Lord, I pray. And Father God, I pray, let there be a space every day, a time, every moment, Lord, we can hear from you. Because no other human can give us faith, but it's in your spirit, in your presence, Lord, you give us faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, this morning before we leave this online service, I just wonder how many of us here you feel that your faith has disappeared. You feel your faith is like no longer no longer exists. Or some of you here, maybe this is your very first time you haven't responded to God in faith before to put your life, your trust in God. You have not accepted Jesus as your Savior. Today, can I invite you? Can I invite you wherever you are? God is just a prayer away. God is just a thought away. God is just a desire away where you begin to call out to Him. Those who call upon the Lord shall be saved. All we need to do is to call upon Him in faith. Wherever you are, whether you are a believer or you're not yet a believer, all of us can call out to God. All of us can reach out to Him. If you are a believer but you feel your faith is so weak, you have been working so hard on your own effort, you have so much worries, you know what? Today you can come back to God. Today is the day of salvation. For those who have not accepted Christ, today is also your day of salvation. You can come back to God in faith because He has loved you, He has known you, and He has chosen you. So I want to invite you to pray this prayer together with me. Pray up, pray in your heart, pray in your spirit, because God looks into your heart. Let's pray. I just want to lead you in this prayer, but you pray in your heart. Dear Jesus, I thank you for loving me you are the shepherd of my soul and I can put my faith and trust in you today I repent of my rebellion of my sin Lord I have been far away from you this morning I want to come back to you God I want you to be in my heart in my life to to be the Lord and Savior to be my friend to be my father because you are always with me and I have nothing to be afraid of. I'm not afraid of death. 
I'm not afraid of virus. I'm not afraid of crisis. Though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me, Jesus. I hold on to you. Thank you for loving me. Lord, let my faith continue to grow, not just on Sunday, but every day because the just shall live every day by faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.